Hello and welcome to 13 Degrees from Crazy, a podcast where we talk about this insane thing that we like to call life. My name's Jenna and I'm joined by my stupendous co-host, Mac, who is back! Mac, we missed you! You were only gone for a week, but we missed you! (laughs) I'm back! I'm back! (laughs) Now, before we get into the topic for today, which is very exciting... I have a very, like, two-second Jenna's Pop Culture Corner. And that is just that The Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out today. Because, of course, we record on Fridays. Uh, I have not watched it yet, so I can't say any opinions on it. But, yeah, it came out today. But I honestly don't even want to spend that much time talking about it. (laughs) Because I am so excited for today's topic. I I like, I like, uh, Falcon. And Winter Soldier. Like, I, I yeah. like the characters. I think um, the guy who plays Falcon, uh, fucking, isn't it Anthony? Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I think he's fucking hilarious. I think he's so, he have you is. seen him doing interviews? He's oh my so God. funny in interviews. Oh, him and Sebastian Stan have such great interviews. Yeah, yeah, I love their characters. I just, I don't want to spend time on it because I'm like, I don't know anything about it. Like, I have right. not watched... I haven't watched the previews because I just kind of wanted to go into it blindly. Right, right, right. And I'm like, I have, I know nothing about the plot at this point. All I know is that it involves the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even, I, 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 I want it to be a buddy cop kind of situation. Like that's what I really I want. I do too. It's I it want would, buddy cop energy. Their dynamic works so well for that. I really hope they take that kind of route with it. Yeah, and I'm 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 guessing this is supposed to be after Endgame, but it doesn't Honestly, seem in any of the previews I've seen that Falcon has the shield, which is I'm like, bruh, you're black fucking Captain America. Come on, dude. I honestly have no idea. I after WandaVision, and I know Nicole and I touched on this last week, we have no clue what the timeline is. Cause we're also questioning, like, we were wondering last week if Falcon and the Winter Soldier takes place before WandaVision, during WandaVision, or after WandaVision. Because, like, I guess depending is... on when that happens, it, like, changes the plot. I think it probably is uh, before or at the same time. My guess is same time. I've not seen WandaVision. And I, I do plan on one day just binging it, but I've not seen it's it. It's so good, Mac. But it's it looks so like all of the shows that they have, like, up and running, you know, for... So there's Falcon and then Loki. Oh, oh I can't wait for Loki's Loki. Loki's coming out in July. I will not shut the fuck up when Loki comes out. Or is it June or July? I don't know. It's, I think it's June. It's June 11th, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys think I'm bad about talking about Shadow and Bone, just wait till Loki comes out. My God. <laughs> I love Tom Hiddleston. Loki is probably my favorite Marvel character. He's unless, definitely mine. Yeah, unless we're counting comic books, then Hawkeye is... Hawkeye. I don't know why I keep saying guy. Is my favorite <laughs> comic book guy. But they did him so dirty in the movies. I'm sorry. Fuck Danny Renners. He's a fucking awful person. And I stand by that belief. Um, beat his wife. Threatened his kids. Fucking oh. racist. Homophobic. Yeah. I don't fuck with that at all. I, I honestly don't know anything about him. Just because I never pay attention to anything about him. <laughs> so. He's just, he's just a bad person. And that's all you need to know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Also, yeah, his also, yeah. I know I went on a tangent about how I hate Hawkeye in the movies, but yeah. I like, oh, yeah, Hawkeye, he, mm, see, he's sassy, like, he's sarcastic and whatever, which, like, to a degree, like, that is pretty characteristic of him in the comics. Like, he's a very sarcastic person. But what makes me really irked is that, so Hawkeye is, um, he's actually deaf in right. the comics and i really there's a lot of fantastic fantastic deaf actors who could have been hawkeye or hawkeye sorry i keep saying guy i don't know why my brain is just, <laughs> it, i literally woke up like maybe an hour ago i'm gonna be honest with you um it's, it's okay <laughs> but yeah it's just uh like like kind of like i just don't know i just don't like that he they took that aspect away from him same with um wanda like i've i've never really been a big scarlet witch fan i'll be honest with you i wasn't either until i watched this show honestly like i'm gonna be a hundred percent honest and i just feel like it's because i at least because you know i don't read the comics um or anything like i know the plot lines of the comics and stuff i don't actually read them right um but I was. I feel like I hadn't really seen a bunch of character development in Wanda throughout, like the Avengers or anything. Yeah. Like we saw, like of course, like her going from like good guy or bad guy to good guy in Ultron and everything. But like other than that, like her personality, we only got like a few glimpses of. So I think I really right. started liking her in WandaVision because we saw her personality. Right, and that's that's fair. Um, but like. A big thing that I don't really like that they did to Wanda's character is she's uh, Romani, and she's also Jewish. Um, in, oh yeah. Uh, I, I am not Jewish, nor am I Romani, but apparently, like in the in the book or in the comics, um, she's like a great Jewish representation. Um, once again, I'm not Jewish, nor am I Romani, so I can't <laughs> say that. Like I'm the one saying that, but I've seen other people say that. So I'm just repeating what other people are saying. I'm parroting. Um, yeah, I, I've seen that too. And I, I honestly just don't know enough about it. Like, I just don't like I that they really removed it. it. Like, I don't, she's not yeah. even Romani in the movies anymore. And I just don't get why they removed it. Like, I don't, I don't understand like the point in taking that really important aspect to our character in the comics and then like just fucking her over and not giving it to her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just whack. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, our topic for today is one that I texted Mac about like a few days ago. And I was like, hey, can we please do this? So we are going to be predicting plot lines today. Mac and I have both chosen a few movies that uh, we've seen, but the other person hasn't seen. Mine are all romantic comedies. I'm, well, yeah, they're all technically romantic comedies. I'm going to say up front because that's pretty much the only movies that like Mac really hasn't seen. Yeah, I just I have not seen. I've seen like maybe three romantic comedies. Like Bridesmaid, yeah. Me Before You. Oh, both of those I have are seen, wonderful movies. Oh, and then First 50 Days. I fucking hate it. I don't like Adam Oh, Sandler. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to be doing is 
we're each going to say what the movie is. We're going to talk about the main characters and give a very brief description. And then we each have several clues that are going to help the other person figure out the plot line. Yep, yep, yep. So who wants to start? Do you want to go first? I think you should go first because you have a better idea. Okay. So... One of my absolute, like, comfort movies. It's just so funny. I laugh every time. Mac, the first movie that you are predicting the plot for is The Proposal. That is a 2009 movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. And the main characters are Margaret Tate, played by Sandra Bullock, a chief editor at a major New York City book publisher. Another character, Ryan Reynolds' character, is Andrew Paxton, Margaret's assistant, whose ultimate career goal is to become an editor. Then we have Mr. Gilbertson, the agent investigating Margaret, but I'm not telling you what he's investigating her for. Gertrude, Andrew's ex-girlfriend, Grandma Annie, Andrew's grandmother and Joe's mother, and Grace and Joe, Andrew's parents. Does that all kind of make sense? What? Yeah. <laughs> the proposal. Okay. D- okay would you wait. like your clues or no? Yeah, give me give me just uh you know, I'm gonna try to do this without clues. I'm gonna do like the first and then you can give me clues after that. Okay. But for right now. I don't think my clues are even gonna help you. Like, are you sure you don't want them? Uh no, I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Okay. And then I'll try guessing later. Um Okay, so I'm guessing proposal, right? Because it's like a play on words. So it's like proposal as in like a plan proposal. And then later on, it's going to be like a wedding proposal. Because, you know, haha, it's a romantic comedy. Um, um, so it's like wedding proposal because it's a romantic comedy. Um, like first, like plan proposal. So I'm guessing because he wants to be an editor and she's what a journalist, right? She's a chief editor. She's a chief editor. And, and they he... both work for a book publisher. And Not he's it. her assistant. He's her assistant. And he wants to be like his own editor. He wants to be his own thing. He doesn't want to be an assistant anymore. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so my guess is she's getting investigated for like, I don't know, like tax fraud or something. Like it's gonna be something stupid. Or the disappearance of her husband. Or something stupid. Like it's not gonna be like something. Like, it's not going to be, like, manslaughter. It's going to be, like, <laughs> it's going to be something dumb. Like, like oh, or it's, it's going to be, like, plagiarism or something, I bet you. I don't know. Something stupid. Like, something, something along those lines. And then, so she's going to be, like, hey, if you help me out of this situation, um, I'll get you a gig as being an editor. And he's, like, lol, okay. And then they start working together, and they get really close. And then she ends up meeting his family, but he never meets hers because they're dead. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Or <laughs> she just, she's just not, she's just not in contact with them anymore. Um, and then, yeah, because you were saying there's like a grandma and there's the parents, but they're all for yeah. Andrew, and, and they're. There's also Gertrude. Don't forget about her. That's Andrew's ex-girlfriend. Gertrude's setting... Well, okay, I don't know. So I'm guessing crazy ex-girlfriend trope, right? 
Maybe, maybe the proposal is Andrew's like, hey, help me out. My ex is fucking insane. Um, pretend to date me. So it's a fake dating scene, right? Pretend to date me so that my ex-girlfriend stops fucking bothering me. And I'll help you with this, like, police investigator. And that's the proposal. And then they get really close because they're fake dating. I feel like it has to be a fake dating trope. Like, that just seems right. Like, in some aspects, some way, somehow, it's a fake dating trope. Like, that's just, that's just what my brain is screaming at me. So, because they're fake dating, uh, Margaret, right? Is that the chick's, sorry, yeah. the girl's name? Yeah. She meets the family, and they're like, oh, my God, we love you, Margaret. Margaret, you're so great. We love you. Yeah, we're so happy your boy is finally moving on from his ex. She was fucking bonkers. Pretty sure she was going to kill us at some point. Um, and then they slowly fall in love, and then, I don't know, fucking something happens with the investigation. There has to be, like, a big climatic, like... Blah moment, you know. So like some like like some sort of like fake breakup. Someone hurts someone's feelings. Probably the ex is doing. If we're gonna be honest, probably the ex is like planting seeds of doubt. And he's like, no, he's actually like he's actually a terrible person. I don't know. Some some bullshit. Some bullshit. And then she's gonna be like, oh my god, like why didn't you tell me this? And he's gonna be like, what do you mean? And she's gonna be like, I hate you. And he's gonna be like, well, because you hate me, I hate you immediately. Let's never talk again. And she's like, I agree. And they walk off in the rain, and it's like it's all dramatic. And then, like literally, maybe twenty minutes later, they get back together, and then he proposes to her, and it's beautiful. How accurate? Would okay, you, okay. Would yeah, you like your hint. clues? Okay. So yeah. the clues I have for you. Okay. Number okay. one, main okay. plot line is a very common slash loved trope. Like yeah, everyone loves fake dating. Trope. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking fake dating. It has to be. Like my brain is screaming at me that it's fake dating. Number two. Okay. Most of the movie, besides like a few scenes in New York, take place in Sitka, Alaska. What? <laughs> and number three. Dog eating eagles. Huh? Wait, repeat that last one. I don't I don't feel like I heard dog, that one. dog dog eating. Eating eagles. Eagles, eagles that eat dogs. Oh, what the fuck? That's I mean <laughs> I mean technically speaking, that that could be all eagles if you really wanna go True. into it if the dog is small enough. Sorry. That was good. Do those help you at no, all? Not at all. Not at all. That's not exact that's not at all what I was thinking. I was thinking like isn't there a movie with like a sports editor and like a She's like a magazine editor or something or writer. That is, uh, and they how like, to lose a guy in ten days. Yeah, and they're like fake dating each other, and they just so happen to be doing like the same stupid deal or like bet, and yeah. then they end up sticking together, and then they end up falling in love, and then there's like this weird turn of events where he like exposes her in front of like hundreds of people because he's an asshole. And then she like runs off, and then he's like, "Oh, but wait, I love you." And she's like, "I would have been like, man, fuck you. You ruined my whole career. I absolutely hate you." 
Well, this the movie is very system. different. This movie is very, very different. different. Um, would you like to take any guesses at this plot, or do you want me to reveal the actual no, plot? No, 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 no. I'm changing my guess. I'm changing my guess because of that. Okay. okay, it's not as I was really thinking it was gonna be like the fucking whatever. How to lose a guy in ten days. Um, which God, I hate that movie. I'm sorry. I'm not a romantic person. I'm not a romantic comedy person. I, I picked ones love. that I think you might think Enjoy. are decent. Like, I think, okay, you, I think you would like this one. This one's okay. really funny. So then I'm guessing it might be, like, darker than I was originally thinking. Because it's it takes... Why the fuck is it in Alaska? So it's a small town. That's... Yeah. I bet you... I bet you that's where fucking... What's-his-face lives? Garfield? What is his name? Andrew? <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> I was thinking of Andrew Garfield. Garfield. I was thinking... I was thinking... I was thinking of Andrew Garfield. Oh I was thinking of Andrew Garfield. I knew his name had to be part of that name, you know? Anyways, um, he's gotta be, like, that's gotta be where he's, like, from. That has to be his, like, hometown or something. I'm thinking, like, Hallmark movie-esque, but I feel like it's not Hallmark movie-esque, you know? So she's from the big city. She's from the big city, and so she's, like, uh, gross, it's rural, it's, it's, oh, man, small towns, ugh, am I right? What the fuck is the investigation about? I don't know. I bet she did kill someone. Or she's like... I don't know. What's... Investigation. Why would they be in Alaska? Dude, what's happening? Would you like me to reveal the actual plot? Yeah, please do. I'm out of ideas. I thought I had it. And then I promptly forgot it. So, the movie... And by the way, I haven't seen it in a couple months, so I, like, don't remember every single scene and everything. I'm pretty sure the movie starts at the office where they both work. And um, she's not in yet, but he's in. And then she comes in. And everyone starts, like, everyone was, like, you know, just chilling and stuff. As soon as she enters, it's like Devil Wears Prada with Meryl Streep like she is the Meryl Streep of the situation everyone's scared of her they're all texting I'm pretty sure they say something they they're texting something like the witch is on her broom or something she's Um, just like a bitch yeah pretty much um everyone hates her everyone's scared of her so and she is not very nice to Andrew but um the thing is she's Canadian and her visa or she violated the term of her work with her visa. So basically she's going the reason they're investigating her is because they're going to deport her back to Canada. Um and this is when and you know she doesn't want to lose her job or anything. And this is when she convinces Andrew to pretend to be her fiance. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Had to be fake dating. Had to be fake dating. I got one aspect right. So they they suddenly pretend that they are dating to pr- to let her stay in the country, basically. Um, and to avoid her deportation and everything. Um, they're going to ask, they're going to be asked questions about each other um, at this interview that they're going to have separately. So basically the uh, investigator like doesn't believe that they're actually in love um and so he's like okay you guys are gonna come wait, back wait she's getting deported yes wait hold on why she's 
What? Because she's <laughs> she's Canadian. Bless sure. you. She's Canadian and she violated the terms of her visa. How? I honestly don't. You don't remember? remember? Okay. Well, that's um, fucking weird. What the hell? What is <laughs> it? Um. Shouldn't she have like a I, fucking work visa? That doesn't make sense. I forget. I honestly totally forgot how she violated it but basically she violated it that's the main takeaway okay sure so uh basically the deal is that if uh if andrew marries her then she will make him an editor and publish the book that he's been recommending to her however (laughs) so they agree they both agree um andrew had the weekend off because it was his uh I believe it's his grandmother's birthday. Um, And his whole family, besides him, lives in the small town of Sitka, Alaska. Um, So that... So they go to Sitka, Alaska. Basically, she finds out that the entire town is pretty much owned by his family. And that he's super rich. Um, And... They just basically have to keep up with this fake charade of being engaged to each other and being in love and stuff. Uh, you did get the part about her parents being dead, correct? Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm a genius. Uh, so then it there's like a bunch of funny scenes. Like they have a giant house party at his parents' house to welcome them back. And they have to come up with the story of his... Uh, proposal to her so they're both trying to like add on little digs to each other um his uh his mom and his grandma take her out to a bachelorette party um and then basically margaret keeps trying to contact new york and like her agent and stuff and so she needs her phone but um in a very riveting scene there's an eagle that goes for the family's dog and she like can't let that happen she can't let the eagle get her, uh, the family's dog so she throws the phone at it and the eagle grabs her phone uh and takes that and so she then grabs the dog and is like take the dog take the dog <laughs> um and yeah so then they of course uh, the family convinces them to marry while they're in Sitka um, with the family. She basically leaves him at the altar and reveals that it was all uh, a charade. And basically the uh, the investigator was at the wedding, so he takes her back uh, to New York to pack up her things. Uh, and of course... Well, then, that's nice of him. They would not have done that. I'm sorry. They would have been like, all right, you're <laughs> leaving now. Um, and then, so they're at, like, the reception or whatever of, like, the fake wedding. Um, and everyone's arguing about what happened and stuff. And then, uh, Andrew's grandma has a heart attack. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> but... <laughs> So they're in, they're like in the helicopter. They're trying to get her to like a hospital, and then she tells everyone that she was faking it. And they use the helicopter to get to the airport to chase after Margaret because Andrew fell in love with Margaret. Uh, 
And so, of course, he rushes back. He sees her at the New York office and he tells her that he's in love with her and that he actually wants to marry her. And yeah, that's pretty much it. What? <laughs> I mean, I was, I was somehow, somehow I was slightly correct. You are slightly correct. And also the ex-girlfriend is not evil. She's just like, that's what Margaret uses, where she's like, you should be with Gertrude, because Gertrude's like a good person. <laughs> and yeah. Any any questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't feel like I would enjoy that movie. I feel like you would. I feel like I'm doing a very bad job explaining it. Uh, mayhaps. I don't know. But I feel it's very funny. Like I, I feel, I feel like you should just give it a chance. I'll look at some clips. And like I'll it's the one romantic. Decision. It's like the one romantic comedy that my dad actually likes and will watch with us. Oh. <laughs> All right. This is very off topic, but I was gonna go and get like this morning. I had my whole morning planned out. I was like, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go to McDonald's, and I'm gonna go to Dutch Bros for coffee. I'm going to McDonald's for breakfast. I didn't do that. And now I'm daydreaming as if I did, and it's very sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. What what movie you got for me? Okay. My movie? It's called Aquamarine. Um <laughs> I have what? heard of this movie. I do okay. not know any. I know it's about. It involves a mermaid, and that's it. <laughs> you you cut out. All I know is that it involves a mermaid. Yep. In some way. So, um, I'm trying to look up what the fucking girl's name is. Okay, okay. So there's two girls. Um. One one's name is Claire Brown, which is played by Emma Roberts, and the other is Haley uh, Rogers, played by I don't know, JoJo apparently, Joanne, I don't know. Um, and then there is uh, a mermaid. Wait, called... okay, okay, wait. Their names one more time. We so got there's, yeah. Okay, so there's Claire, and there's Claire Haley. and Haley. Okay, and then there's Aquamarine. Okay, um, I'm a wild guess on which one's the mermaid. Right, right, right. <laughs> so Claire and Haley are like BFFs. Um, they're like super close. They've been really close um, for forever. I'm kind of like they're kind of. Oh, I I like so they're kind of like outcasts a little bit. They're okay. kind of like they're kind of like they fit into a certain cliche. Um, and then are they like the nerdy? Let me guess. Okay, they're the nerdy no, good girls, get... probably. Yeah, yeah, right. And then there's um, a dude named Raymond, and he's uh, his, his literal personality is just he's hot. That's it. Okay, All he's right. just hot, and that's so. It. Let me guess. Raymond okay, gonna falls. Get, okay. in, Raymond falls in love with one of the girls at some point. 
Are you going to get the movie? Is that it? Well, like, I need the clues first. Okay, well, okay, okay. Clue, one clue. Aquamarine is a fucking, she's a mermaid. Um, Really, really? I'm so shocked that the only character with that kind of name in the movie is the mermaid. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Clue two? Hmm. Well, okay, so clue two, I guess I guess she can like have legs uh during the day, but at night I think she has to like have be back into her mermaid form. Okay, okay, so right. like a uh, yeah, okay. And then clue three, one of the girls is terrified of the ocean. Oh great, okay. Um, Claire and Haley, right? Yeah. Which one? Oh, I can't ask questions. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) Which one is afraid of the ocean? I I, honestly, the only reason why I didn't tell you is because I fucking forgot. Um, (laughs) I'm looking it up. No, don't tell me. I'm okay. I was trying to figure out which one was like the leader of the best friends. I'm Mm. gonna guess it's uh Claire because that's Emma Roberts, and I'm just gonna assume that she's probably like the leader of the two friends so that means Haley is probably scared of the ocean um okay so here here's the plot that i'm guessing um okay so aquamarine is gonna pull a whole aerial situation where she's like i want to see the world and i want to see people or like some I don't know, some, like, fisherman or someone, like, tries to, like, hunt her. Somehow she ends up, like, I, I'm guessing, like, the two friends are, like, walking on the beach or something and they, like, find her and they help her out and something. And um, then she reveals that she's a mermaid and they're like, oh, wow, a mermaid. Um, and I then they, like, they try to help her like fit into the real world and like of course they're outcasts at school so like they're gonna sneak her to school with them but everyone's just like oh it's another weirdo but aquamarine's gonna like convince them to like stand up for themselves and you know not take the crap from the other like bullies in the school even because it's like a good thing that they're such good people and whatever uh <laughs> uh then i'm gonna i'm gonna guess Raymond is a popular dude and his only personality is that he's hot so he's probably some like popular guy and I'm gonna guess that he's like I'm since they're outcasts I'm gonna guess that like everyone's like kind of mean to them and stuff uh and he's gonna be like one of the popular kids who's like maybe you shouldn't be like mean to them like maybe they're nice he's gonna fall for what's her face um Claire, uh, and oh, wait, wait, I just realized something. Hold mm. up. Mm. I think they meet Aquamarine mm-hmm. because Haley falls into the ocean. <gasps> and because she's scared of the ocean, she, like, doesn't know how to swim super well or just freaks out. Aquamarine saves her. Mm. Boom. Friends for life. Well, I mean, I would be friends with a mermaid for life. Doesn't matter if she saves me or not. She could drown me for all I care, and I'd be like, "You're my bestie, <laughs> besties." Uh, so okay, so that's how I think they meet. 
Okay. I'm like changing the plot. I'm changing the plot a bit. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fine. So then she's gonna go back into the ocean and be like, "Oh, stay safe." They go back out and they like want to talk to her. So they start visiting like the ocean every night or so just to like visit her and then they're like oh we wish you could come like hang out with us and stuff uh and so that's when she's like maybe i can boom daytime legs woo (laughs) uh so then everything else that i said like with everyone bullying her and her being like you need to stand up and like be happy about who you are and have confidence and whatever and like the whole rainbow plot i'm sticking to um i'm gonna guess that there's some mermaid hunter involved in this and that they're like going after aquamarine they find out she's a mermaid um they're going after uh i almost said the completely wrong names of characters uh claire and Haley are trying to help her as best they can and they they put the guy in prison or something i don't know raymond I don't know. I don't know. This is a children's movie, so I'm like, I don't think it's anything super violent. Um, He, yeah, they send him away. I don't know. Something happens or they send him away. Uh, And then Aquamarine's like, well, like, I've loved hanging out with you guys. And, like, it's been so amazing. and We're going to be friends forever. But, like, I want you guys to live your lives with all that I've taught you. And I'm going to go see the world and travel the ocean and stay a mermaid or whatever. Alternate ending, she becomes a human in some way. But that's, boom. Plot of Aquamarine. I don't think I was right. <laughs> okay. Is that your is that your final final guess? I, I think that's my final guess. Am I close okay. at all oh. at any point? <laughs> well, she is a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, so best friends Claire and Haley are enjoying their last few days with some I'm reading this off of the wiki page, um, because it's been <laughs> like probably five years since I've seen this movie. All I really remember is that they have a Weezer song in there, and it's Island in the Sun, and I used to be fucking obsessed with that song. Anyways, um, uh, they are enjoying their last few days of summer together in a small beach near Tampa, Florida, before Haley relocates to Australia because of her mother's work as a marine biologist. Claire, sensible (laughs) and slightly naive, looks up to Haley as a motherly figure. (gasps) What? What? No, that's not right. That's not right. I don't remember that in the book. No, in the movie. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm erasing that. That's not true. Okay. She, she, she doesn't see her as a motherly figure. She sees her like as a. She's. They're just like really close friends. Yeah, they're like sisters because uh, her parents drowned in a boat accident years before. Wait, who's whose parents? Claire. Oh my god! So I got that wrong too, didn't I? Dang it. Um. And so now she lives with her grandparents at the beach, um, or by the beach. Um, Haley, who is more daring and adventurous, lives with her single mother after her father left them. They have a slumber party, and Haley prays to the ocean god. That's not true. I don't feel like that's true. (laughs) What? I don't remember that. Haley prays to the ocean god for a miracle that will make her mother change her mind about moving. And minutes later, a violent storm occurs. The following morning, Claire accidentally falls into the beach club swimming pool. Pretty sure her uh, grandparents own the beach club. 
from my memory. Uh, Swimming pool and sees something strange with blue hair and a tail in the water. Uh, The girls go back and explore it later that night uh, and find a mermaid named Aquamarine. They instantly become friends and Aquamarines tell the girls that she needs to prove to her father that love, that true love exists or she will be forced to marry a man that she doesn't know when she returns home. Aquamarine, who is able to change her tail into legs during the day, as long as she does not get wet. I don't remember I don't remember the wet part being true, but uh, we're just going to keep going. It has been five years. Um, she has her eyes set on Raymond, the lifeguard, whom oh Haley and Claire have a crush on, <laughs> have had a crush on for years. They are reluctant at first, but when Aquamarine explains that you get a wish if you help a mermaid, they agree to try in hope that they can prevent Haley from leaving. Because Aquamarine is not a human, she does not understand how love works and is rejected immediately by Raymond when they first meet. Still, the girls promise to make Raymond fall in love with Aquamarine over the course of the next three days. Um, Using strategies they found in teen magazines. Oh no. (laughs) However, a a group of popular girls uh, headed by Celia Banks, yeah, uh, who has a crush on? Who also has a crush on Raymond? Are getting in the way at the street fair. Raymond spends the day with Aquamarine and mentions that he wants to see her at a party. The last splash the following night. She flees without giving him an answer, knowing a sunset can cause her legs to transform back into a tail. Claire and Haley find Aquamarine in the water tower. Uh oh, Haley. Claire and Haley find Aquamarine a water tower for her to spend the night in. Um, the following day, CL, I don't fucking remember, whatever, Celia, Celia, that's how I'm gonna say her name, tells Raymond that Aquamarine has a boyfriend back home, so Raymond invites Celia to the party instead. Claire finds Raymond and tells him that Celia, the popular girl, why can I not do this name? I don't know. (laughs) Made the whole thing up. He goes back to the, he goes back with Claire and rekindles with Aquamarine. Uh, at the party, Aquamarine and Raymond bond more, but she then again flees due to the sunset. Before she does, she kisses him and asks him to meet her at the pier in the morning. When the three girls leave the party, a uh, popular girl follows them to the water p- tower and discovers Aquamarine's secret. She unhooks the ladder to prevent Aquamarine from getting down and calls the news that she ex- wait and calls the news so that she can expose her on national television. However. During the night, the town's mystery, mysterious handyman, Leonard, helps her out and promises not to tell anyone what he knows. Aquamarine grants him a wish for helping her out. The next morning, Aquamarine asks Raymond if he loves her. Raymond admits that he likes her a lot, but has not fallen in love with Aquamarine. Aquamarine is disappointed and tears... Tears streams down her and tears stream down her face. Claire interrupts and pushes Aquamarine into the ocean, where Aquamarine turns back into a mermaid. Raymond is shocked but goes in to get his rescue board to save her. Aquamarine's father calls her back home in a giant storm, but Haley and Claire swim after her, telling Aquamarine to grab onto the buoy. Right? Those are those things. Buoy. Yeah. Buoy. Nearby. Buoy. 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 They discover the meaning of platonic love, and Aquamarine's father is satisfied, knowing that love is real. Which is so sad to think about. 
Um, the girls res- then receive their wish, and they decide not to use it to keep Haley from moving away, since her mother worked hard for this. And instead, they part ways with Aquamarine, with the promises of Aquamarine visiting them both. Please tell uh, me that's all. Please Raymond swims. There's just a little bit left. It's oh the, the last like two minutes of the movie. Raymond swims <laughs> up Aquamarine and he asks her to visit him as well. She agrees and they kiss. Back on shore, the girls see Leonard has used his wish uh, to win the heart of another employee, Bonnie, whom he has loved for so long. Raymond finds the girls and thank them for introducing him to Aquamarine while telling them that he doesn't know... Uh, doesn't know if he could have done what they have done keeping aquamarine secret he gives them both a kiss on the cheek and the girls walk away giving each other one last hug with both saying how much they'll miss one another that's it so i knew this movie was gonna be super cheesy i did not expect it to go (laughs) full-blown cheesy so good though oh my god there's a scene they have shell phones like if you put like you know how no conchels that you can hear the ocean so she does that and she's like i can hear the ocean and like it's my best friend talking to me and then she has these little like tiny like speedy like uh what are they called starfish she's tiny starfish and she puts them on her ears like earrings and then they whisper like sweet like compliments to her and then her nails change color according to her mood um this is so dumb so good shut up this is such a good movie and then um is it really a good movie or is it something called nostalgia probably purely nostalgia but oh my god this movie make me feel things when i was younger (laughs) oh and then there is a scene um where like after she gets rejected by raymond i think for like this second time or something like i don't know she starts crying and she's like what's happening i'm leaking and they're like no it's just tears like you're just crying like tears must just like go up into the water whenever you cry in the ocean oh my god bro such a good movie anyway (laughs) that's aquamarine i don't even know what to say about it Um, all right. <laughs> Moving on to my next movie pick. Let me. Okay. I also have the Wikipedia page open <laughs> on it. <laughs> so the next movie is uh, called Mr. Right, and it has Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick in it. Uh, main character. I'm not giving you a bunch for this because I'm just curious to see where you take this plot line. Okay. Um, the main characters, you have ex-CIA agent and ex-mercenary Francis, a.k.a. Mr. Wright. And then you have Martha, who I, don't, I hate the word quirky, but, like, I feel like She's it just fits. so quirky. Like, you know, like, you know, she's just not, like the normal type of love interest, you know? Like, like she's not, like, the normal... Like, she's not super popular. She's kind of like an outcast. Very nerdy. You know. Um, so, she finds out that her boy... Well, she, she literally walks into her house to see her boyfriend cheating on her. So, that's fun. Um, and then there is Steve, who is a gunman. <laughs> a boy? <laughs> 
Uh, a gun man? A gun man, yeah. Like a uh, hit man? Yeah, but like not... But like like just he assassinates a like people? Not, yeah, but like what? not... <laughs> uh, I did say the main guy is an ex-mercenary. Did you not hear that? No. Um, what is um, that? So then there's... Uh, oh my god, I'm looking for the name of this dude. Uh, there is this guy, Vaughn, and this guy, Johnny. Um, and they try to set up, I believe it's Vaughn's brother, to be killed by, uh, Francis. Um, and then there's, like, one more character. Sorry, I'm, like, trying to figure out how to, like, not give too much away about this. Um. Hold up, I'm looking for this dude's name. Um, <laughs> um, and then there's this guy named Hopper, who is uh, Francis's ex-partner and the guy who trained Francis. So those are the characters. Does that, like, do the characters kind of make sense? Can you just give me names one more time? So we have Francis Munch. The Francis, ex-mercenary. Who's the fucking gunman, yeah, sure. No, he's the mercenary. He's the mercenary? Um, he's the ex-CIA agent and the ex-mercenary. Oh, oh, he's, the main, he's the main guy, okay? He's the main okay, guy. Francis, ex-mercenary, main dude. We have the main girl, Martha. Main girl, Martha. What, the, what is with uh, these fucking awful names for these main leads? I'm sorry. <laughs> Francis and, and Martha, Andrew and Margaret. I'm sorry. <laughs> and That's awful. Martha's the kind of quirky, unique yeah, she's like, yeah. character who found out her boyfriend cheated on her. Uh, yeah. Steve, the gunman. Hopper, uh, Francis's ex-partner and trainer. Vaughn and Johnny, who are trying to set up Richard to be killed. By Francis. <laughs> Richard is the gunman. No, Steve oh is the gunman. There's too many. Steve, I'm writing this. Okay, I'm typing. Come on. <laughs> Steve, gunman. Francis. Fran, I don't know how to spell Francis. I'm just going to do it the best way I can. Francis. Is ex CIA agent, CIA mercenary agent. Uh, uh, how do you spell agent? Why am I dumb? <laughs> sure, um, you know what? Don't judge my spelling, but judge my spelling. Um, um, Francis, or we are his friends. Sorry, Martha. Oh my god, Martha! It's a shit name. It's quirky. Quirky lead. And then we have... Who the fuck is Robert? <laughs> Wait, Robert? You were saying You mean that... Richard? Rich... <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Richard. Um, so you have Vaughn? Let's call him Dick. Sorry, yeah. Vaughn and Johnny. Vaughn and Johnny. Who are trying to kill Vaughn's brother, 
Richard or have Francis kill Richard. Want Francis to kill Dick. <laughs> and then Hopper, who is Hopper. Francis's ex partner and trainer. Francis ex trainer. Who the fuck is Richard? Nixon? <laughs> Richard is the guy that they want. Nixon? Richard Nixon? Am I right? Is it Richard Nixon? Is this no, take place? No. Um, they want they want Francis. Vaughn and Johnny want Francis to kill Richard. Yeah, but okay, you're not. Oh, is is he like a big like? Okay. Do you there, there want has your to be clues? a reason. There has to be a reason why you're not explaining who Richard is, and I'm guessing it's like some. Okay, yeah, I want my clues. <laughs> You're gonna hate me. Sure. Number one, the main guy is a reverse hitman. I'm sorry, who? Francis. Francis is a reverse hitman. So he he's a bodyguard. No, he's a reverse hitman. I can't give you more than that. He saves people from getting murdered. No. What kind a of. reverse hitman would be? <laughs> hitman assassinate people. A reverse hitman would unassassinate people. I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> You're making this so much worse than it has to be. Your next clue is knife throwing date. Well. And then your final clue is gummy bears. I hate you so Like edibles? Yeah. So they get high. There's a scene where they get high. Yes. Cool. Um, Take it away. I have literally no thoughts about this. This is hard. Um. mm, I think that Martha. How do they meet? Martha is supposed to be assassinated or something. Like, for some reason, she has a hitman. Either that or she's hiring a hitman to kill her boyfriend. That's my guess. I'm, I bet. I bet. I wonder if Martha's, like, ex-boyfriend is any of these people up here. Like, what if it's Steve? Sorry, there was a fly. Um... Or Vaughn, or who the fuck is Dick? Who's Richard? Is Richard? Oh my god, is I Richard don't her want ex? To explain Richard again. Is Richard her ex? Okay, Richard is Martha's ex, and I'm guessing for some reason Vaughn and Johnny want him dead, and they for some reason want Francis to kill him, even though Francis is a reverse hitman. So that doesn't make any sense. Why? <laughs> I'm not that answering. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. What do you mean he's a reverse hitman that doesn't save people? He's a re- Well, he does save people, kind of. I'm making this convoluted for a reason. I hate it here. Um, 
somehow I'm, I'm guessing Richard is I want to I want it so bad for it to be Richard Nixon, but I know it's, it's not going not to be Richard Nixon. I know it's not, but it just the way that you won't explain who it is just makes me like believe that it has to be like Richard Nixon. I'm gonna say Richard is Martha's ex. Martha either I'm missing like Vaughn and Johnny or either Martha's like brothers or for some reason they're somehow they know Richard and they want Richard dead for a different reason other than breaking their little sister's heart. Like if they're if they're not related then it's something weird. Richard is not Richard Nixon. Okay, well that's what she say. I'm trying to think of other famous Richards, but I, I, that is the first one. Oh my God, get over Richard. Richard is not really a big part of this. He's the ex. He's got, he's like, he's got to be like, I don't know. He's the ex. Some reason people want him dead. And because they want him dead, uh, Francis is going to go and talk to Martha, whose father is hopper or steve or steve (laughs) um and i'm guessing by your reaction that is incorrect but i'm sticking with it because i think it makes for a more interesting plot um but in order to figure out more about richard he's gonna start talking to martha which leads to them low-key falling in love and going on a knife-throwing date. <laughs> Is Martha training to be another assassin? No. Can't answer that. Um, Martha's a new recruit. But why would she know Francis? That doesn't make sense. Why would she know Francis? Then they get high together. I don't. I don't know what the gummy bear. I don't know what the significance. I'll say of a gummy bear <laughs> scene is. It's almost like uh, I gave that's you. It. That's all I really, really got, dude. Unhelpful clues. <laughs> yeah, right. that's all I got, dude. Would I don't. Like to know I don't the know anything. Plot? Sure. Okay, this is straight from the Wikipedia page. Okay. <laughs> FBI agent and ex mercenary Francis Munch kills those who try to hire them. Or hire him, aka reverse hitman. Instead of killing the people he's hired to kill, he kills the people he who hire him. Does that make what? sense? That's so stupid. <laughs> so he um, okay on... okay okay. You ready? Yeah. No, it's just dumb. Go ahead. On his way out from such a kill, a team including someone. Named Espinoza tries to kill him. His ex partner Ed Hopper it's the like mission to kill him beforehand, but listens as each member of the team gets killed. Um, Martha finds her boyfriend cheating on her, so she's obviously devastated. Uh, but then she gets asked out by Munch, and they both pretty much fall in love. Uh, they start meeting for dinner uh he 
where Munch kills the guy who went after him earlier. Um, over hot chocolate, Munch demonstrates to Martha his belief that underlying all physical objects lies a current that can be precognitively anticipated and that both he and Martha have this. What? Mun <laughs> Munch throws a kitchen knife high in the air and catches it safely as it falls between them. This freaks Martha out until he throws a knife at her, which she catches by the blade without being cut. What? <laughs> what? Who is this? Munch? Munch. Oh, sorry. Munch is Francis. Oh. This is dumb. Sorry, it's only referring to him by his last name. Uh, Von Cardigan is the sole survivor of a prior spree that Munch went on. Um, and knowing of Munch's whole reverse uh, hitman thing, he decides to have his brother hire Munch so Munch will kill him. His brother. Um and he's working together with Johnny. Uh, Richard instead sends a middleman who Munch kills in front of Martha, frightening her enough to ask Munch to give her some space. Richard sends Johnny, Vaughn, and ten other hitmen to Martha's address, including a gunman named Steve. <laughs> Hopper meets Martha at the apartment, but is subdued by Francis, who identifies him as his former partner. Steve gets the better of Munch with the buckshot. Uh, from cover, Munch shoots one of Vaughn's hired men dead, talks another into leaving, and kneecaps the remainder. He remembers having shown Vaughn mercy and is getting ready to kill him when he's hit by Steve, who, like, they have, like, a little moment where they're, like, respecting each other for each other's skills, uh, while Johnny grabs Martha. Hopper arrives and basically finishes the job on everyone. What? Uh, <laughs> Hopper kills everyone? All the guys who went after Francis. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Martha. But while his back is turned, Francis escapes. Richard enlists Vaughn and Johnny to stay and defend their house, defeating their plans to rule the family as sole survivors. In frustration, in response to her mockery, so they're like, they uh, they kick her against a wall and stuff. <gasps> um, <laughs> and she says she will kill them if Munch doesn't. Now that she feels motivated. Um, Outside, Munch takes Steve by surprise. Steve gives him the number within, and they share gummy bears. Munch distracts Vaughn and Richard's bodyguards and shoots them when threatened, but declines to shoot either Vaughn or Richard themselves. In frustration, Vaughn begins monologuing about his desire to kill his brother. When Munch leaves, both leap for the gun, but Vaughn successfully kills Richard in another room. Um, another guy confronts Munch, but is disarmed uh he accidentally arms a grenade <laughs> and munch helps him rearm it without them both dying and like is walking him through and is like don't worry don't worry you got this man and stuff um <laughs> munch rescues and begins to escape with martha but is shot with beanbag ammunition by hopper uh johnny grabs martha and speaks to how he puts more dangerous people off by off their game by killing smaller, weaker loved ones. Martha's 
precognitive combat abilities awaken and she dodges Johnny's attacks and strikes him with his own knife and beats him to death with a statue. While escaping, <laughs> while escaping, she disarms and shoots Vaughn with his own gun. Hopper and Munch confront each other. Hopper is handcuffing himself to Munch, intending to reprogram Munch into a killer. Munch then shoots the handcuffs. Uh, before Hopper can shoot Munch in the back, uh, Steve kills Hopper. Um, and is very happy to learn that Hopper had a $5 million bounty on him. Munch meets Artha... Mar <laughs> Munch meets Martha at the entrance, notices her dilated pupils, and asks Steve to help him to get her to the hospital. Two months later, two military-style teams are pursuing both Munch and Martha as they visit different countries for uh, Martha's paleological interests. Munch turns a sign to the sniper, asking, where's the girl? As the scene cuts to Martha, who is snuck up to shoot the sniper. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Girl falls in love with Reverse Hitman. Reverse Hitman has a bunch of people coming after him. Girl mm -hmm. gets kidnapped by Reverse Hitman's enemies. Girl defeats the, some of those enemies. They escape together. Girl becomes Hitman. <laughs> what? Oh, dude, what? What happened? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> it was a lot. That's what it was. A lot. It was a lot. Did it make sense? Kind of? No. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you go on with your next one. Um, <laughs> okay. So my film is Sinister. Um... There are a few characters that you need to know. I know I know what the poster looks like. And that's okay. all I know about this movie. And I know that it's a horror movie. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a horror movie. Um, so, there is... Uh, Ellison? E-L-L-I-O... Yeah, it's Ellison, right? We can call him L, for short. Is a true crime uh, writer... Oh, nice. He okay. had, like, a really big break uh, a few years back where he actually helped solve a... Um, he's, like, a theorist, if that makes sense. You know how some people write true crime books, but they're, like, about theories and stuff? Like, yeah. how certain things... There's, like, a bunch about... Um, like uh, Jack, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jinx. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a bunch about him, but there's just a bunch about, like, uh, he's, like, one of those kind of authors where he writes, like, what happened during the case, but also, like, his own theory as to, like, what could have happened, and his really big break actually helped uh, solve one of the cases, um, that, like, the certain case that he was writing about. Um, there is Tracy, who is his wife, um, who kind of just wants to live a normal life. They have a son named Trevor who sleepwalks, and there is their daughter named Ashley who's oh. just yes. Nothing. I'm just I'm laughing. Just continue on. Ignore me. Okay. Okay. And they have a daughter named Ashley. Um, she's just young. She doesn't really have a personality. She's just kind of there to be a kid. Yeah, she's just a kid. Like she's just a small kid. Um, that's kind of her only like real personality um okay. so okay. so wait we've got what's the true crime writer's name 
uh, L or Ellison. Okay, Ellison. Tracy, his wife. Tracy, his wife. Okay. Trevor, his son. There's a kid who sleepwalks. Yeah, that's Trevor. And then the daughter, Ashley. And then Ashley. Okay. Right. Um. And then, so your hints are Ellison is currently trying to write a new, um, like horror, like not horror, I'm sorry, true crime book. Um, when he moves into the town, he is not welcomed. Um, Ooh, that's not good. And he is has. Is it a small town? It has to be a small town, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, and. Okay, wait, so I, I've got you I got you two clues. I'm trying to think of, like, what it would be a good third one. Um, so there's, like, already, while you think of, a, like, a third clue, oh, there's okay. already, like, ten ways I could take this. Sure, and then, so he has, like, a buddy cop. Like, he has, like, he's not a cop, but he has, like, a cop who's willing to help him on his investigations. Okay. Who's, okay. like, a fan of his. He's, like, a fan of his, and he it wants Can to Can I him. ask one clarifying question? Uh, yeah. Is this a Shutter Island kind of scenario? No. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that no. Oh, that's just a good movie. Oh my god, Shutter Island. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I had to clarify. Yeah, that movie slaps. That was such a good movie. That is a good movie. Um, okay. So. So? I'm thinking of, like, all the horror movies I've seen, and I'm like, I feel like it's gonna lean more towards like conjuring kind of vibe. Sure. sure. Like not like the plot line, but like the vibe of it's gonna kind of be like the conjuring. Um okay. So oh, I got it. Okay. So Ellison relocates his whole family to this small town. It's, Mm -hmm. like, kind of a creepy small town. They're not welcome. All these locals are kind of, like, really sketchy. And they're... There's, like, whisperings and stuff. It's, like, the kind of small town where you pull in and everyone looks at you. Like, they turn and look to you because you're a stranger. And, like, you stick out to a sore throat. Like a sore throat. Um... And one of the things that goes along with this is that um, because they, like, hardly ever get new people there, uh, they mm-hmm. kind of send people over to welcome. So they get into this new house or whatever. Uh, the buddy cop or whatever, like, the cop that's willing to help him out comes over and kind of helps welcome him to the neighborhood, like, asks about, like, who they are and stuff. Um, and... That's when Ellison reveals he's like, oh, I'm actually a true crime writer. And, like, I'm investigating. Wait, is he investigating, like, a case that took place in this town? hmm Okay, so he's like, I'm investigating this case. And I'm just going to assume, because there are kids involved, that it's either about murdered kids or missing kids. Um, or something bad happened to a family. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of those three. Sure. Um, and... I'm guessing the cop's going to be like, oh, you know, I I can help you out with that. But just like a word of advice, I wouldn't go poking your head around too much. And like, I would kind of keep investigating this to you and I, like, keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't bring it up around the other locals and stuff. Um, So then the 
writer's going to be like, okay, that, or Ellison's going to be like, okay, that's cool. Like, a, and he's going to wonder like, oh, why, why can't like I bring it up around the locals and stuff? Um, and I think they're, I'm going to give a timeline of about two days. They're going to be in there. The kids are going to start going to school. Everything's going to be fine. They're going to unpack. They're like fitting in well and everything town's still like a little sketchy and everything but they're starting to like meet other people and like meet neighbors and stuff mm -hmm. um it's gonna be on the third night i think when things start to go wrong i think what's the son's name again uh, trevor trevor trevor? Mm -hmm. oh. mm -hmm. trevor is gonna wake up in the middle of the night start sleepwalking um so not wake up but like we'll start sleepwalking right um, he gets out of bed yeah uh and he's going to walk down to the end of the hallway or something. And in in my mind, again, I've never seen this movie. In my mind, there is like a hallway with a mirror at the end of it or something. And he's going to like see the mirror while he's sleepwalking. And in it, he's going to see this clown or whatever. Because I'm assuming because that clown's <laughs> like or whatever is on the poster that that's like the the bad guy like the big bad um mm. so he's gonna see this clown and he's gonna be super freaked out and he's gonna tell his dad he's gonna be like there's this clown and i like saw him and he was like evil um but the dad's like oh i'm sure you were just sleepwalking you know whatever uh so the dad's gonna ellison's gonna start doing some more research into this case and he's gonna find out that um the killer dressed like a clown to like lure away the kids or like to make the kids feel safe, something like that. Um, and You're going very, um, very it kind of. <laughs> I kind of am going a little bit of it, but I think mm -hmm. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I just realized I might be thinking of the wrong poster also. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's, it's like a little girl and she's like, her hands are like dragging across. Oh my god. I just realized I've been thinking of the totally wrong poster. Crap! Okay. <laughs> um, is there not a clown in this? I'm not telling you that information. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Wait. Wait. The clown changes a lot. Um... um yeah, I'm not telling you. Sorry. Crap. Okay. I, you know, I'm gonna go against my instinct now that I think I was thinking of the wrong movie poster. <laughs> and I'm gonna say that it's not a clown, but it's like a monster kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm almost picturing like a way scarier version of like the monsters from the village. Mm. Like almost like I'm I'm picturing like just like someone with like super long talons. Um so change everything I said about a clown to this guy. <laughs> um, uh Okay, uh crap. The clown theory I thought was really good. I thought it was actually onto something. Um so kids going to see this and then they, the author's gonna, Ellison's gonna start asking around. He's gonna hear rumors of this thing that he's, his kids saw. And he's gonna be like, oh my god, that's like, that's really weird. That's a weird coincidence. And his kid's gonna keep waking up every single night and seeing this thing in various mm -hmm. parts of the house. And then he's gonna start seeing it. And then his wife's gonna start seeing it. And then the daughter's gonna start seeing it. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and they're going to start to get super scared. And eventually there's going to be like more menacing things happening. Like someone's going to get scratched. Uh, bad things are going to happen. So then they're like, okay, we need to get out of this house. So they're like planning to move and, and he's like, hasn't found out what happened to any of these people who have been like killed or kidnapped, whatever this evil thing does to people mm -hmm. um so he goes and um he calls i'm gonna guess they're gonna see blood somewhere in the house mm -hmm. and he calls his friend the cop and is like there's blood in the house i think whatever this is it's near the house so then he is i'm guessing there's a basement that they have not been in. He's going to go down to the basement. He's going to slowly creep in. And he's going to find out that this thing has been living in the house the entire time. And that all the other people who've lived in this house have been killed. Because this thing is living here. Um, and then somehow they're going to banish it. I don't really know if I'm settled on if, if it's a person or not. I was really onto that clown theory, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then they're going to move out of the small town and he's going to become like a bestseller. And yeah, the end. <laughs> okay. Um, Am I right at all? Interesting. Um, okay, you're kind of the... right with the aspect that there is something supernatural happening. Okay. So, and that something does happen to children. You were saying earlier that like, something happens with kids you're you're actually you are kind of interesting enough you were a little you were kind of right um in some it's regard. not a it's not a clown i've like i've settled it's on not the a fact clown. that it's not a clown it's and i now i know what movie poster i was thinking of what movie I'm poster are you thinking of? i was thinking of the terrifier oh and i don't know you. why that movie sucks oh god that movie's so awful Oh, I I know I don't know why I was just like sinister and I was like oh yeah the one with the clout but no yeah, no I mean like yeah yeah I get it and then I I remember the actual poster for sinister and I was like mm -hmm. shoot wait yeah okay this is Wikipedia again thank you Wikipedia thank you Wikipedia <laughs> um I actually watched this movie not too long ago it's it's it, I I am gonna say I'm going to spoil the hell out of it but I do. Still I recommend mean, we've watching it. Every single movie. So far. I mean, I was. I don't think you were planning on watching Aquamarine anytime soon. I was. To be I fair, didn't. and I don't think I'm gonna watch any of the movies that you have been saying. I won't watch uh, the proposal. I think you would like it. I actually not think watch you the would proposal. enjoy it. Okay. I think you would enjoy it. Okay. Um, Mister Wright, I was just like, this is gonna lead Mac. In such a strange direction. That was that was such a bullshit movie. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> so, I never said it was a good movie. True crime writer Ellison uh, Oswald moves their moves into a home with his wife Tracy, son Trevor, and their daughter Ashley. Ellison moved into a home where a family was murdered and intends to use I their <laughs> and intends to use their case as a basis for his new book. He hopes that his research uh, reveals the fate of the Stevenson family's fifth member, Stephanie, who disappeared uh, following the murders. So you were right in the aspect of 
Like a kid, oh, a like kid a, goes missing and kids and get killed. And the family had been murdered in the house. Yeah, and he, okay, well, the the really effed up thing is, is that he knows that the family was murdered there. So, uh, but his Number wife one, doesn't. If you're a house searching, don't yeah. ever move into a house where people were murdered. Oh That's no, I, that, that shit's so cheap though. It's so cheap. I'm gonna do that. I don't care. No, not murdered. Probably not murdered, but like just died in, and then it's like cheap. Yeah, I'll do it. Wait, I are you asking to be haunted? A little bit. You know, wait. Did I talk about you with like the nice ghosts, or was this someone else? Uh, I think this is someone else. Never mind. Just else. keep talking. I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. Um, I was talking about how it'd be cool to have like helpful ghosts. Sure. I have a okay. This is. I'll tell the story after I'm done with this, if I remember. But I have a fun story. Um. I'll remember to remind you. Um. So okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they move into this house. And he lies to his wife. She she asked him in, like, the beginning of the movie. Like, the beginning of the movie is them, like, unloading the, like, moving van. And so she's like, is this, like, tell me we didn't move, like, right next door to the house where this, like, crime was committed. Because she knows she's mov- they're moving here purely t- for him to write his new book. But he, he goes, no, of course we didn't. But he doesn't tell it moved into the house. Oh, it's so fucked. I was like, dude, if if I was your wife and I found out you were lying to me about that, I would divorce and take the kids so quickly. That's some bullshit. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Anyways, so Ellison finds a box in the attic that contains a projector and several reels of super 8 millimeter footage. Each is labeled as a home movie. Uh, the films are footage depicting the murders of different families in various different ways, including a hanging. So the hanging is how the Stevenson family was killed, which is the house oh. that he moved into. And it's it's so grim. It's literally these people and they have like bags over their heads and they're all like hanging onto like these nooses. And then oh God. Um, what it like this, the ropes are like attached to this uh, tree branch. And then this tree branch slowly just falls off of the tree and towards the ground and it raises the family up and they get hung and i'm gonna be honest the super eight like the 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 footage like the the like fake snuff movies that's basically what they are um in this film are truly what like makes this movie so good i'll be honest with you you know i'm really mad because this sounds really good and i just went on netflix to see if it was on here, but yeah. it only has the second one. Yeah, okay, don't watch the second one. The second one's garbage, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they used to have the first one um, last summer. That's how I watched it. I watched it on Netflix, and then they took it off, like, a month later. And I was like, By the Bruh. way, guys, The Conjuring is back on Netflix. Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2 are back on Netflix. Yep, yep, yep. Um, sorry. <laughs> Including hanging, drowning, throat cutting, and arson. Oh my god, I... All of these deaths are super just messed up. They're so bad. Um, Each murder is performed by an unseen person holding the camera. Ellison notes that the appearance of the notes, the appearance of a mysterious symbol and a strange figure in the films. One night, Ellison investigates noises in the attic and discovers a childlike drawing that depicts the murders with a strange figure called Mr. Boogie standing next to the victims. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> Ellison no. consults a local deputy and discovers that the murders in the Super 8 footage took place at different times in different cities uh, across the country. Ellison also learns that the child from each family that a child from each family went missing during every murder. So, but, like, oh, he finds no. out that there's, like... I am concerned about where this is going now. Yeah. Um, the deputy refers to Allison... Oh, sorry. The deputy refers Allison to Professor Jonas, who specializes in the, in the occult, and to, uh, to decipher the symbol in the films. Uh, Jonas says that such symbols refer to an ancient and obscure pagan deity named... Oh, no. uh, Bug- Wait, how do you say it? Bugle? I don't know. Bugle? Wait, how do you? No, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Don't ask me. I haven't seen this movie. We're just. <laughs> Bug... Bug... I. It's like it's B U G H U L L. It's Mr. We're just gonna B. call him Mr. Boogie. We're just gonna Mr. call him Mr. Boogie or Boogie. Boogie Man. Um, who would kill entire families and take one of their children to consume their souls slowly? I Jonas knew it. Suspects. Jonas ah. <laughs> The murders are part of a cult. Uh, initiate right uh, rather than the work of a single person stretching across decades. Ellison hears the film projector. This isn't really a person per se. This is a, a being of great power. Yeah, it's an entity. Yeah, an entity. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, Ellison hears the film projector running and finds the missing children seated in the attic watching one of the films. But he doesn't see the kids. Like, only the the audience sees the, like, missing kids. So he doesn't see them. Um, Bugel. Oh, yeah, what is it? Bugel? Bugel? I don't know. Mr. Boogie. <laughs> appears on camera before it's so professional like oh mr boogie will you please stop haunting me sincerely (laughs) appears on the camera before physically appearing before ellison ellison takes the camera projector and films outside and then burns them uh he tells tracy that they're moving back to their old house uh oh, oh wow so they skipped over a lot so basically like the sun like um in the middle of the night he does sleepwalk and it's it's used as like a scare because ellison is like he like hears these weird noises and then he like finds his son like in this box and he just starts like the son starts screaming because he's like what? not only having like a night terror but he's also sleepwalking yeah it's fucked and then he like gets him and he calms him down and then uh yeah and then also his like and like so his whole deal so the the author like ellison his whole deal is that he wrote like a big hit years ago and he misses that like stardom because like after he wrote it you know he tried to like do similar things with this true crime and they all kind of just fell flat um and like one of his last books like let an uh, a very guilty man free because he was like maybe he didn't do it which convinced some of the jurors to believe that he didn't do it mm. and then like he ended up getting scot free so that's why some people in the town like don't like him like when he first pulls into town he gets stopped by a cop and they're like get out of this town like move back like you don't don't be here like you're not going to help this town heal um wow oh. And so there's, like, another scene where he's, like, watching an old interview. Um, 
of himself like talking like he's like on some like talk show and he's they're like so how do you feel about the success of your most recent book and he's like talking about it and then they're like what's more important the fame that you get from like releasing these books or the justice for the families and he's like oh of course the justice and then it's like but you're like no he's all about the fame he doesn't actually care right um yeah but so at his old home ellison receives a video call from jonas who sends him the scans of historical images associated with bagul i think it is bagul um including the symbol in the murder movies early christians believe that the images of bagul's uh served as a gateway for the demon to come into the spiritual realm from the spiritual realm into the mortal world uh, and Begul can possess children who come in contact with these images ellison discovers the unar- unharmed projector in films in his attic along with a Wait. new did what's his what's his trevor did trevor accidentally come in contact with them when he was sleepwalking just, just keep listening. Just keep listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he ask. discovers the films in the attic along with a new film labeled Extended Cut Endings. Oh, uh, no. The deputy who has been helping Ellison like discover all this shit uh, calls Ellison and informs him that every murdered family had previously lived in the house where the last murder took I... place. Each wait, wait. Let me let me think that through. Okay. Okay, so each family uh-huh. moved into the house. Uh-huh. Wow, there's something wrong with these people who are moving <laughs> into these houses where these families were murdered. Mm-hmm. And then each new murder occurred shortly after the family moved from the crime scene into a new residence. Okay. Oh, oh no. By moving. Didn't he just talk about moving out? Yep. By moving, Ellison has placed himself and his family in line to be the next victims. The new footage depicts the missing children coming on screen following each murder, revealing themselves to be the true killers of Bagul's and under Bagul's influence. Ellison becomes. Yep. Yup. Ellison becomes lightheaded and notices a green liquid at the bottom of his coffee mug, along with a note from Ashley that says, Good night, Daddy. Before losing consciousness, he awakes to find himself, Tracy, and Trevor bound and gagged on the floor. Ashley Wait, under Ashley's now the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. What? Ashley under Bagul's possession I mean, approaches I- them. I would like to apologize to Trevor for thinking Trevor was the one that was going to get everyone in trouble. Poor Trevor. Sorry, um, Trevor. Ashley, under Bagul's possession, approaches them while filming with an 8mm camera. Uh, she tells her father that she will make him famous again and then proceeds to murder her family with an axe. She, lose- she uses their blood to paint pictures on the house's walls along with Bagul's symbols on the door. Ashley views the film under wait views the film of her murder while drawings I can't fucking read Ashley views the murder Ashley views the film of her murders while drawing the murder in the lid of the home movies box the missing children stare at her through the film but flee when Bagul appears he lifts Ashley into his arms and, telepra- and teleports onto the film 
The box of films is seen sitting in the Oswalt's family's attic, now accompanied by Ashley's uh, Ashley's reel, which I'm pretty sure she titles like uh, house painting, like like something like that. Okay. Which it's like she's painting the walls red with blood. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still shocked that Ashley is yeah, the I, bad I'll be one. real. That one kind of came out of nowhere. Um, when I remember watching that movie and I was like, what? Because um, I was like, I was following like the traditional guess of like traditional Trevor. horror movies. Yeah. Not going to say that there's a theme with little boys in horror movies, but I mean, there's just a theme with insidious. Yeah. Like, I just assume that if there's a small child and they sleepwalk, that's definitely going to be the one that's going to be in trouble. Yeah, they definitely made it seem like he was the one being possessed, but then there are a few scenes They really pulled it in a reverse on me. God! There are a few, like, scenes with Ashley where she's, like, drawing things on the wall. Um, and, like, she can, like, see the ghost children. Like, she's the only one who can see the ghost kids. Um, yeah, but it's it's a good, it's a really good film. That sounds good. Wait, how does it end? Do we get to the ending? Yeah, she fucking murders her family. And gets teleported into the film. Okay, I was, I was confused because I saw that there was a second Sinister and my mind went, oh, so the family survives. No. (laughs) So the second Sinister (laughs) follows um, the deputy who was helping Ellison in the first film. And it follows like a new family with a pair of twins. And he like is trying to, he knows that like they just moved into another murder house with Bagul who's potentially going to murk them. And so he's trying to convince them to, like, stay in their house. Because, like, if they move out, you know, they'll just start the cycle over again. And then, yeah. it's I'll be honest with you, it's not a very good movie. Um, the second one. I feel like the 8mm films in that one are not as Shocking. good. Listen, I just, that took a big turn. I thought, I really thought I'd figured it all out. I thought I solved it. I was like, I know horror. I love horror. I can figure out the plot. Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. It's a good it's a it's a it's a pretty good. It movie. sounds good. I was looking up where to watch it. Mm. I'll think about renting it. You know what I did the other night that was really dumb? Mm. I was it was late at night and I was by myself. And for some reason, I thought it'd be a smart idea. I was like, oh, I'll watch The Second Conjuring. Which, mm-hmm. I, by the way, I actually haven't watched it all the way through yet. Because uh, I just watched The First Conjuring this year. Um, but I was like, I'll watch The Second Conjuring. Yeah, I got about five minutes into it. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this when I'm alone. <laughs> I was like, it's dark outside. I feel like something bad's going to happen if I continue watching this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you said you had a funny story. Oh, it's not that funny, but um, when I was working at my retail job, which I worked at like a, just like a clothing store, I'm not going to drop names, um, but from time to time, um, I honestly thought that that store was haunted because I would see shadow people. Um, Ooh, fun. Yeah. So like sometimes if it would just be me and my coworker working in the store, um, 
they would just we would just be like hanging out and then like all of a sudden I would like see something out of the corner of my eyes like some like a person moving and I'd turn to look and like there would be no one there and there were like no customers in the store so it was just us and it would I would be like talking to my coworker so I knew where my coworker was and so then I would like see something just like moving and I would turn and there would be nothing there and then um I often heard like banging noises um like in the changing rooms and it wasn't like I know like banging noises as in like oh the the like the wind the or like the the thing is settling like the house is settling the building yeah, is settling yeah. um but it wasn't like that like it was um like actual like banging like on the doors that's in the yeah that's yeah, i mean they never did anything it wasn't like bad they just kind of were vibing and i was like all right yeah, sometimes would cool talk to them it. i just i know it would scare me yeah sometimes like, if we were like, like a heart attack like yeah, sir we were... please <laughs> sometimes if we were like completely alone and there was no customers in the store i would just hang out in the changing room and just like be like hope you guys are doing okay and then i would like leave and go and do shit you know what horror movie plot I would give anything to have? Mm. I want it to be, like, a super scary, like, supernatural one. And have, like, the final girl or whatever. Um, and for the final girl or, like, the main character or whatever to just lose it. And, like, start yelling at the ghosts or whatever is haunting her. And be like, hey. are you... Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, I'm tired of it. Can you not see that I've had, like, a long day? I don't need this. I don't like you. We're supposed to live together in peace. Leave me alone. I didn't know you were killed here. I don't know you've chosen to haunt here. Like, God, get off my back. Mm. Like, there, I there are, like, horror movies where the protags just start screaming at the fucking ghosts. Well, like, I specifically want that, and then I want, like, the ghost to appear and just be like, Damn. sorry. Yeah. Like, ah, lady, do you need, do you need some help? Like, you okay? <laughs> For her to be like, no! I was trying to think of a scary name, and all I could think of was Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jerry, I'm obviously not okay. You've destroyed like ten vases this week. <laughs> like I paid good money for those, Jerry. Come on, Jer Jerry, the ghost, uh, ghost roommate. Jerry, the terrifying ghost, who is instantly guilted <laughs> by this girl. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my dream plot. <laughs> well. I think we have discussed some very interesting movies today. Um, I. Mm -hmm. I chose for mine. I chose the proposal because I thought it'd be really funny to just throw in some random clues. Um, mm. And it's actually good. I legitimately think you would like it, Mac. I legitimately mm. think you would find it funny. Um, and then I just chose Mr. Right because I watched it like, I think like two months ago or so. And I was like, this movie makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to find a movie that was like that because I was I before we like start recording, I we were talking a few days ago about like what movies each other had seen. I was like, I wanted to do Moulin Rouge so badly because I was like, that is 
like trying to break that down and figure out the plot of that without knowing it would be so funny and yeah. like it wouldn't make any sense yeah but unfortunately mac has seen it I so have. i can do it unfortunately it's also such a good movie <laughs> oh yeah and your your movies i listen i will never watch aquamarine this definitely didn't sell me on it <laughs> I just it just screamed early two thousands nostalgia, but Sinister I actually will watch because I've been wanting to watch it. I just can't find it anywhere for free, and I don't want to spend money. It's a good yeah. movie though. I know. I'll I will watch it eventually. Eventually. All right. Well. Then in that case, that is going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 13 Degrees From Crazy, on Twitter at 13 Degrees Pod, and on TikTok at 13 Degrees From Crazy. Thank you guys for all of your support. And if you're liking the podcast, please subscribe, tell your friends about us, spread the word. We're really, we've got some really fun plans coming up for the next few episodes. We're super excited. And with that, see you all soon and stay crazy, everyone. Bye.